the influence of the demon rum and uh I god I started uh punching my newborn in the face. Uh, yeah. I looked down at my fist and it was all bloody with uh Listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush. Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrashenkill, and you're listening to another thrilling episode of the Toilet of Hell Radio Show. We got a full house today in this brand new year. First up, we've got the 365 Days of Horror, as I like to call them. Jordan, Jordan, how are you? I am good. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And hey, we got Breno. Breno. Breno, how you doing? Doing fantastic, boys. I'm glad to be back. I um, apologize about missing previous episodes. Uh, it's been a wild couple of weeks, what with the holidays and being sick every other fucking day and just collecting viruses, just being a fucking vector for every possible winter flu, virus, COVID, whatever you could get. Um, so... Not that I feel better today, but I'm here. Well, I mean, we are recording this at the stroke of the brand new year. Uh, oh, stroke. Yeah. I know that I am a, running a little slow. Uh, sensors aren't working quite as sharp as they usually are. Uh, unrelated to yesterday. Uh, same for you, Bruno? Um, related to yesterday. No, I, I, uh, I... God, I went out probably for the first time in an entire year. Like... Well, that's not true. I think I went out for my birthday in August, but that's like the two times I went out all of 2022. Um, I just I don't really go out anymore. I don't really bar hop. And so I tried to do it. And it's like you think it'll be so much more fun than it is. No, no, I, I never have any delusions that it'll be fun. <laughs> no, no. And, and you tell yourself, like, look, you, ha- you feel this resistance when you're in your comfort zone on the couch and you're like, oh, I want to cancel. I don't want to go out. But everybody tells you and any kind of motivational speaking, anybody that's like, no, just go out. Nobody ever regret just going out and, you know, you're going to regret staying on the couch. So I go no. out and then I just regret. No, that's regret. such that's such the biggest line of horror shit that people give uh, as advice. Like, oh, you know, a great story never started with I was staying at home on my couch. It's like, yeah, but nobody ever got arrested like staying at home on their couch either. Also true. <laughs> Sometimes great stories aren't necessarily safe. Yeah, uh, good ones. Also, you know? what is this Tucker Max ass bullshit? Like, I don't need a great story. I can just be a normal human. <laughs> um, I uh, I stayed on my couch. I drank French seventy fives and watched French movies, and uh, uh, that was unrelated. I guess it was just a, a happy circumstance. Well, uh, it was thematic, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if you you if you're a fan of the French seventy five or not, but like. That yeah. one's that, that one's just designed to give you a blistering hangover. <laughs> Did you uh, fill it with black currants? Wait, is that a is that a variation that I'm unfamiliar with? It's the true variation. Oh, um, uh, if you go to, I, I think I had one in uh, New Orleans at this one place that uh, it's just it's adamant that you have to have black currants in there. You can't have cherries. You can't have some sweet little bitters or whatever. I don't know. Huh. It's it's one of those things where I got to go to a place for five days and now I can just 
tell everybody for the rest of their lives, this isn't real gumbo. What the <laughs> fuck is this? See, um, the bar uh, that I really like here in Dallas, uh, they make a French 75, but they make it with Miller High Life instead of champagne, uh, which I think is probably the, <laughs> the, the, the superior variation. Interesting. Uh, J- Jordan, not to talk over you, how did you just absolutely rage last night? You can't talk over me if I'm not talking because I got nothing to add to the drinking conversation. But I, uh, I don't think I've gone out for New Year's since probably college. Uh, so I spent it at home, safe and sound, watching a Buffy the Vampire Slayer marathon. If it makes you guys feel any better, I was like before I went out. We were just on a um, uh, Project Runway uh, binge. Yeah, because that's just like the best show. To watch people be mean to each other and just have the most underhanded, shitty uh, – it's, like, it's like the anti-Great British Baking Show. Everybody's so dramatic and underhanded and catty and shitty. And you don't really watch a show for the clothes. You watch the show to like watch everybody else hate each other's clothes and each other. So episodes and episodes of that. I feel like that's uh... – you know the real uh, the real currency of reality television is you're there to watch people not be there to make friends, right? Plus, so, it's funny watching like Harvey Weinstein randomly show up and what? have his name on like executive <laughs> producer because most of these episodes were made in like 2011, 2012, 2014, <laughs> etc. And you're just like, ooh, e. Huh. Oh, well, that's uh, that's a nice uh, you know, Easter egg to look out for if you're if you're going to start rewatching uh, Project Runway, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fellas, um, you know we got this uh, new here. Uh, just started off. Uh, it's so full of promise. Yeah, there's so many opportunities for us to not revert back to destructive behaviors of the past and to instead start anew. Yes. So I figure the first thing that we could do here. Uh, on this show, is uh, talk shit about an old metal guy. <laughs> talk shit about an old like. That's all we do, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that, it, that, it, should we should we start the new year with this energy? No, that I mean I, that's what I was jokingly trying to get at. I guess should we do this? No, but we will. Uh, okay. Before we get into that, though, we did some predictions on the last episode. Uh, you weren't there. I'm sure that you got some predictions of your own. Is there anything that you want to put out in the universe uh, so you can claim uh, at the end of uh, this coming year that, hey, I was right. You should have listened to me. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of out of it because it's it, like I could say, you know, OK, this band is going to break up. Um, but we're kind of in this weird digital economy where a bands can exist forever um regardless of relevancy and uh i i just like i was so sure slipknot would break up and they they lost like half their members but oh they got um, plenty to spare but exactly when you have 26 members that doesn't really matter um what i can say is that we're going to have another year of uh people hyping completely random shit of varying quality in their end of year lists um, I can't wait for that next December. You didn't. Uh, you didn't do. You didn't participate this year. No, because I don't have ten albums to participate with. I'm over it. Like, there's. I I, I just don't want to collect anything new anymore. <laughs> I just I don't know. I, I feel like all the the tricks and everything has kind of been done. Um. Do do, do I have like five minutes to go off? I mean, we no. just started the show. 
yeah, don't we don't then 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 I won't. No, I mean like we have a lot of time to fill here. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. All right. Um, so okay, like here here's something that's been brought up in the Discord back and forth. And, okay, and look. Right. Before I say anything, I know I know that this is going to be good if we're if we're consulting the brain trust, <laughs> the brain trust of the Discord. So, I first and foremost, I just want to say that I'm not the guy from That's Not Metal anymore. I'm not the Brennaside guy. I don't shit all over anybody anymore. I think if you're out there making music and and performing what you love and you're having a good time, regardless of how good it is or how popular or whatever. God bless you. Have fun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm now in my life in terms of creative endeavors. I'm a build you up buttercup. Okay. Um, that's how I feel. And the band I'm about to bring up, I feel that way about them. I think they're great. I think they're very cool. Um, my only issue is how much people have hyped them over this year. And it's, I'm bringing it up again. You guys know God's country by chat right? Did you finally listen to it? I, did not actually. <laughs> you didn't because the the it, it's just one of those things that the more people bring it up, the less you want to listen to it. Um, it just keeps getting pushed on you, and everyone's like, "This is it." For like rate at rateyourmusic.com, it was number one on metal albums of 2022 for so long after like six thousand ratings. Like this kept getting hyped. Um, I made some mention about how ah, I think maybe it's a little overhyped on Discord, and some guy was like. How could you say it's overhyped when I have all this hype to provide for you? Showing me like articles, people loving it. And okay. Then when I brought that up, I got called out for circular thinking. Um, I, you guys came up the same time I came up in, in terms of the scene and, and shows and, and bar shows and basement shows. And every single show, you have this band where it's. It's a bunch of guys that are wearing like gym shorts and the the vo- lead vocalist is just he's just wide eyed and he's wet for some reason. Like he ran himself under the sink 10 minutes before he came out on the show. No, you mentioned it, there were a lot of soggy boys in the scene. Soggy. So- like, dude, he just came out soggy. It wasn't sweat. It wasn't hot in there. He just came out covered in sink water because he bathed in it before he came out. And then he does like wide eyed spoken word def jam poetry um just about how i don't know he, he hates his life or the government and it's just so so he's he's going off in the microphone just like oh i hate my job i clock in i clock out oh and in the background they're just playing a cacophony of dissonant just boom boom wee, dee, dee, dee. and I'm sure there's some great influential uh, spoken word punk artists from the 80s or 70s that they would normally bring up. But it's really just like system of a down sugar in the middle of the song. (laughs) Fucking really what they're doing up there. And, you know, this is the time when 48 percent of the crowd goes out and has a cigarette for this band. Um, So that's that's what you you feel about uh, about Shotpile. It's just that it wasn't a novelty to me. Because we came up during white belt, weird math core stuff, and there were eight jillion bands in every basement show, exactly like what you would hear in God's Country. I, I, I mean, I guess because I haven't listened, I can't agree or disagree, but I feel what you were saying. Yes, <laughs> it's just like I said, spoken word, Def Jam poetry with a cacophony of noise. It's, it's not. 
Like, is it a good album? Is it is it a great uh, example of that style of music? Absolutely. Like, they did a great job. Album of the year, no fucking shot. No way. Like in the metal context, no way. <laughs> no, no fucking. Uh, all right. Way. Well, okay. Let me let me go ahead and push you on this a little bit then. Okay. If that is not, and again, like it, it's not my it, not my album of the year. Okay, that, I didn't vote no. for him. That's not my album of the year. Uh, right. Because I, I I listened to a bunch of other stuff that I liked. Uh, what what do you think the album of the year two K two two was? False Light by White Ward. You know, I did not. I, I did not see a lot of uh, a lot of attention given to that record for for no reason. I mean, it's like musically, it's it's just fantastic. It's it's really cool. There's a lot of other really great albums that are put out by small bands. Like I thought, uh, Doldrum put out this really cool American black metal album. I thought, um, oh man, there's like that album with the guy uh, with a sword. <laughs> uh, hanging out in his cloak in the in the flowers. I think Go- it's called goods Friendship, for- Love, and War. Oh, uh, I thought it was Goods for Lot. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, 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 that's it. Goods yeah. for Lot, Friendship, Love, and War. I yeah. just found it. So I thought oh, those were really cool albums. I, I, I just Chapel Chapel's a cool album. It was all right, but I listened to it once earlier in the year, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I moved on, and then all the context of the greatest album ever made have you heard this are you wearing a four-sided long sleeve and you haven't heard this hear this it's amazing and then listening to it again kind of in december after all that hype i was like what's going on here how is that like i like i said this is something that we have experienced in such great uh surplus in the scene when we were coming up i don't know if it's an age thing I don't know if it's just these guys didn't go out enough. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there were 10 million bands where it's just like, you know, we are rats in a maze. We are rats in a maze. Oh, and it's just, I don't know. Well, let's, let's go ahead and tie this back this way. Then people should be homeless. Oh, I get it. I agree. Um, I agree, but you know, uh, well, let's uh, tie it back this way then. Sure, sure. So I want us to consult this specific rant one year from now uh, when we're talking about whichever album everyone decided was uh, collectively uh, the most groundbreaking thing that anyone's ever heard. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's fun because, uh, you know, there's – there's probably going to be about 10,000 records that come out this year that have something really interesting to uh, say or do musically. Uh, and uh, in my experience, uh, most of them will get maybe three or four uh, purchases on Bandcamp. <laughs> and uh, one, yeah. in, like, it all goes towards one for reasons that nobody can predict. Uh, no. nobody, nobody's really sure exactly what's going on there. It's I'll, chaos. It is chaos. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that one's going to be for this upcoming year. Right, and you can take one of those albums that only had three sales and put it on your end of the year list to be the hype man. Yes, you know, don't be the hype man for something that seems like it needs the hype but is getting hype it doesn't shouldn't have. I mean, like I, I really do. People like none of this matters in the least. No. Bit. I, I, but if you have any kind of like, 
uh, format whatsoever where you have like a couple of people that might listen to you, I think it's a good idea to maybe hit people to things that they would not have heard otherwise. Yeah, right. And look, honestly. I'm again. I I feel like I'm punching down. Chat Pile is not like some huge band. No, they're these guys like, are not like making rent money with their band. No, of course not. Like they're just doing the the thing they should be doing. They're out touring. They're making music. They're making fans. They're making friends. Like that's fucking awesome. I'm happy for them. I think they made a good album. Um, I'm just I'm bewildered by the context of them being like a mainstay in literally every journalist's album of the year list. I just, it, it, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm aged out, man. I guess I'm missing something. Well, quick. I felt the same way. I felt the same way about uh blood incantation, to be honest. Like really? I liked blood incantation. I did, Oh, but it just seemed like a really great example of something I've heard a million times before. Hmm. Well, quick. That's ra- the, that's much quick round table with this, uh, Jordan, uh, what say ye uh, re-chat uh, pile? Uh, I understand what Breno's saying in terms of we've heard this before. Uh, as growing up in the scene, especially Breno and I growing up in the Northeast where yeah. you know you couldn't throw a rock without hitting two or three of these bands on any local show. Uh, we're not exaggerating when we, sound there, when we say there was like 50 bands that kind of did the same thing around the same time on the same three or four labels. I think what helps them out is that no one is really doing what they're doing right now. For us, it's old news because we're old. But for newer, younger fans or people who are never into the stuff to begin with, it's new, it's fresh, it's different. Uh, it's a little bit of an unfair comparison, but it's kind of like uh, Wolf Mother or Greta Van Fleet. Ooh, People say, that is, oh, man. That is bru- that's a brutal comparison, Jordan. But, but I, don't, I don't mean musically. I mean like <laughs> hype-wise. Yes. And the fact that people go, oh, rock and roll is saved. Here's this new thing. We're all talking about it. And whether you like it or not, it, it's just a rock song. You know, good or bad and different, it's it's nothing earth shattering for you because you have been here. But for other people, it may be a big thing. And that's cool. Um, I understand being weary and wary of overhype because it happens every year, a couple times a year with a few different bands. And I've always just been standoffish when it comes to seeing a whole bunch of people getting super into something at the same time. Somewhere down the line, I may listen to it. Uh, I think the one clip I heard, I'm like, this just sounds like Converge, and I don't really like Converge all that much, so I'm not going to listen further. But uh, maybe down the line, I'll give it a shot. It's definitely like a Converge opener so much. Um, and, and yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I can see how that's probably what's going on is that I'm just, you know, I'm privy to something that maybe a lot of people into this album weren't. But I also don't want to, like, take away some of their credit because maybe this is a nostalgia thing for them. Like they, they are very well aware of what kind of shit was going on in the early two thousands. And so then when they heard this, they're like, Oh man, this brings me back to my eighth cigarette at a show. <laughs> wow. Like, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I just can't uh, crack the code on, on how this one blew up as much as it did, but Hey, fuck it. Like God bless them. I, I'm glad they, they did well. I'm glad. I just, um, I just got to, 
just got to challenge everybody that said how good it was. Well, I will say this. Going forward, uh, creating any kind of content for this show that is in reaction to whatever is happening in the Discord is almost certainly a great idea. No, no. We're going to shut it down after this episode. It's um, grown too big. It's yeah, a hive mind now. I, 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 probably a good idea. Um, that's the last we ever acknowledge those guys, so... Um, Thanks, thanks, fellas. Uh, moving on here a little bit. We got we got some important things to talk about. Um, here's one that we almost let go under uh, the cover of the holidays, but I will be goddamned if we uh, do not uh, give this the uh, due that it is certainly due. The Big Six. You guys know the Big Six? Um, is that like the Big Four plus two bands that aren't as good? Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's, hard, it's pretty hard to find, like, the OG Thrash guys, like, uh, that aren't better than, say, Anthrax, who probably didn't deserve a spot in the Big Four to begin with, but yes. More than the other two bands you're going to bring up, I know it. I know it. Whoever whoever is, like, the five and six of the Big Six, I'm going to be like, okay. <laughs> but lots of people try, not lots of people, I think people in these bands try to say Exodus and Death Angel yeah. would probably fit in. And sorry, Anthrax is bigger than both of them and better. Yeah. And better. Uh, anyway. Death Angel, I would have thought, like, I would have thought all, like, American stuff. Well, that's the other thing that gets confusing with this. Let's, uh, because uh, none of us are yet in our 60s, we probably don't need to dwell on this. Uh, <clears throat> but talking about the, the Big Six, uh, which is the hot new supergroup for aging millennials, uh, it is six dudes from deathcore bands. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you ready for this? Oh. Is that, their, is that their name? That's what they are calling themselves. Could they have at least done a Spider-Man reference, like the Sinister Six or something? That would make more. That would be a better name for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. Well, the Syphilis a, Six. I mean, syphilis. I, I wouldn't say that any of these guys are known for for a striking amount of originality, but what what do I know? Sex uh, Offender Six. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to go with. Uh, let's start it off here. The heaviest hitter of all, uh, the big the big name and the big six. We've got Attila's Chris uh, Fronzak, the Franz himself. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we've also got Fit for an Autopsy's Joe Badalato. Yeah? I guess. Um, we've got Left to Suffer's Taylor Barber. Do you How know is Le- Left to Suffer? I, I don't know Left to Suffer at all. Right. Not a super group so far. Just like, you know, a bunch of guys in the scene getting together to make jams. Uh, Let's we, see what else is out here. We've got Infant Annihilators, Dickie Allen. Oh, now we're talking. Uh, we've got Traders, Tyler Shelton. Traders, I don't know if that that just sounds like one of those uh, those bands that's stacked up against like Kingsman every every week in Rhode Island. Well, you can't you can't have a deathcore band without a Tyler. It's important. It, that is true. And uh, finally, yeah. uh, the man of the hour, uh, Lorna Shores, Will Ramos. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, I don't think that anything that these gentlemen could do uh, together, uh, from uh, say a to a would interest me. Uh, but, but yeah, just like a one of those awful inhaled pig squeals. <laughs> 
Um, Lorna Shore was another one that got brought up a lot this year. Oh yeah, me and I think me and Jordo have done six or seven different full-on tirades about Lorna Shore. <laughs> like the tirade, that, the tirade that you went on about Chat Pile is the one that I went on about Lorna Shore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, they've got uh, they're, they're threatening to release. Uh, I don't know uh, an album or something. Like uh, big things coming is really what they're they're advertising at the moment. Um, this does not need to happen at all. I, I would prefer if this did not happen, I think. So are we just like hanging out in a band photo right now on, on, on social media? Like what's what's kind of happened so far? Have they released a single? Uh, no, they have. They, they've released like a clip, right? Oh. So they had they said that they recorded an EP that they're going to release at some point. Um, I, uh, I assume that they'll put the single out soon. Um, I don't. What what does six deathcore vocalists have to do with music? That's my question. <laughs> Which one's doing what? Like, do we know who's on? They're all doing vocals. It's yeah. all vocals, and one person, Aaron Smith, is doing the instrumentals. And when I say doing the instrumentals, I probably mean sitting in front of a computer, clicking and dropping in different drum beats and riffs. Uh, it, okay, it's, yeah. It's weird that you're trying to do a supergroup with Deathcore. It's weird that you're trying to do a supergroup with just vocalists who all, and I'm not trying to be a cranky old man, they all sound the same. All sound the exact fucking same. There's little variations, but they really do all sound the same. Yeah, for example, the guy from Lorna Shore uses a pick shifter. (laughs) Dude, it's like they're all pulling from the same pot here. It's it's the same shit. Uh, But what I hear when I hear that there's one guy doing instrumentals like okay here's the artist here's the musician no one else is doing anything of value um because literally anyone from the street can do what these guys do uh as much as they like to pretend otherwise with whatever given fucking dumb online course you can get to scream or whatever it's you know it, it, it takes a couple seconds of practice in your bathroom a lot of these guys and uh i'm looking forward to it i can't wait i'll of the year 2023 so uh, i guess the last time uh i guess the most uh, notable most successful one of these supergroups things was like here in aid uh but that's like a bunch of dudes that have really distinct voices <laughs> well i was thinking more like the three tremors that they did a, a couple of times with like ripper owens and a few other people oh my god yeah i memory hold that um. one i guess <laughs> uh the but- three tremors uh, who who else was in that one, Jordan? Well, there's been a, a couple of different versions, but like I think Ripper Owens has been the main one. I think Rob Halford did like an initial run of it, but like there's been a couple other guys, and it's been diminishing returns ever since. Um, let's see who we got here. Uh, we've got uh, fuck who who are these people, dude? <laughs> um. David Garcia, Casey Trask, Alex Pickard, Sean Peck, Harry Conklin, Sean Elg. Who the fuck are these people? People on the same like fame wavelength. Uh, or I'm sorry, wavelength is uh, Ripper Owens. Just no one special. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Uh, Again, don't know what you can expect out of uh, the six uh, Deathcore guys uh, doing Hurgle Gurgle uh, together. 
but I assume it's going to be, um, just like everything else they make, uh, exactly interchangeable with everyone else in their ilk. Re, 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 re. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what do you think? You excited about this one, uh, Bruno? Yes. <laughs> Jordan, are you excited about this one? I, this will be quickly forgotten about oh, unless yeah. uh, one of them gets arrested. Might happen when you have that many deathcore vocalists in one place. <laughs> I mean, when you have Franz involved, it's almost a guarantee. Man, he uh, he put up a real uh, bitch made tweet the other day. He deleted it. I was just looking at for right now, like a coward. <laughs> he was like, "Man, I got into metal when I was a kid because I wanted a, a safe place to like rebel." And uh, I can't believe like you know how how people uh, will will jump at you if you uh, if you say something outside of the the accepted viewpoints now. And it's like. Everybody jumped on his ass. Like you're not even in metal, dude. <laughs> and someone just, should have point. Someone should have pointed out how many band members of Attila have been kicked out for a sexual assault allegations. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I, I hope that those guys enjoyed their session, making taking selfies and making TikToks together, uh, and occasionally doing a hurgle. Uh, I don't think we're going to hear anything more of it though. Like my resolution for 2023 is when some guy makes some general statement and be like, whenever someone has some statement to made that's a little outside of the sheeple, everybody, I'm just like, what do you want to say? Stop saying this shit and say what, what you have against any given group of people. What do you, what is it that you're trying to share here? <laughs> Go ahead. Like, I, just say that. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you wanted to like complain about somebody complaining about his band and like, wasn't really sure what to grab with. Maybe that person had blue hair. He's like, you're soy, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, your problem with my band is that you're a cuck. Yes, uh, that's that's what that's what he's trying to get at. Uh, but yeah, yeah. very high end intellectual stuff. Like, exactly. Let's get uh, Jordan Peterson on the show. <laughs> um, there's there's one story that like I think is absolutely essential that we talk about on, on this one. Uh, Jordo, you 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 surface this one. Do you want to introduce it? I am usually the one who finds annoying and terrible things. Uh, just flipping around on Instagram right before Christmas time, uh, I saw that Chuck Billy of Testament had put out uh, an Instagram. I guess that's is that the verbiage for it? Because I know Twitter, you tweet. He posted a gram. Ah, there you go. That's how the kids say it. You he grammed. Yeah. Uh, about a house that he had flipped. Uh, it looked like it was in California, and he had before and after pictures of the outside and talked about like how it was great to flip a house and how it's a nice little bit of business, and it all just felt kind of gross. And just the other day, literally two days ago, uh, an article came out. He did an interview on a Detroit radio station, I'm just as shocked that you are that radio stations still exist and still interview (laughs) bands and still interview someone from Testament. But uh, in this interview, he talked about it more and it was helpfully transcribed by the good people at Blabbermouth. He said, I started a flipping company, Discovery Home Solutions, LLC, Hmm. about two years ago. Hmm. And I have two partners and we have actually four houses we're flipping right now, Hmm. two in Atlanta, one in Berkeley, California. And one in South Lake Taco. Tahoe. <laughs> I want to go to South Lake Taco. <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had a few houses in my time, fixed up and sold them for profit. And it's just something I like doing. The design part of it and taking out walls and moving kitchens around. 
it's the fun part. And then to actually see it when it's finished and sell it, that's the payoff. I really enjoy it. I was doing that in my downtime during COVID, finding and doing that. You remember when houses were really at a premium and oh, yeah. prices were skyrocketing? Oh, yeah. Was doing. Right. And he continues, so it kept me busy and occupied. And now I'm juggling both. I'm on the road and trying to make calls to my partners to take care of business when I'm on the road now. But I have a project manager and a contractor that handle everything. I just check in every day because I'm the one who picks out the designs, builds it with the architect. I pick out all the finishes, tiles, floors, paint colors, all that kind of stuff. So once I get them set, they just get their marching orders and do it. Incredible. So um, he's saying, like, oh, I love uh, doing all this building, all of this redesigning. And then, you know, when it sells, that's the payoff for me. Well, it's like you don't actually build anything, so the payoff is actual just the money that you see clear into your account. <laughs> right, right. Chuck yeah. Billy's not, like, putting up drywall yeah. and using a sledgehammer. He's just the he's the money mark for this. Yeah, you've got two other fellas that have a fair amount of investment capital, and uh, you're giving it to a contractor who is paying slave wages to a bunch of guys who actually do the work. Um, yeah. And, f- like... This is, I guess, I want to go ahead and, and talk about what he's doing right now versus like what he thought he was doing. Uh, since the pandemic, interest rates have risen like four percent. I think it's like if you want to, if you've got good credit and you want to buy a house right now, you're looking at a, like a seven percent interest rate. <laughs> it's uh, a lot higher than it was during the pandemic, and that increases the overall cost of your home by a lot. Let's say you can run the math yourself, but it can easily yeah, thousands of dollars. It could get up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's doing a couple of things. If you if you don't look at homes on Zillow all day when you're bored, I don't understand you. It's a fun thing to do. <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a really great waste of time. Uh, but what Doom that scrolling do- like times 50 like if you think that going on twitter and getting depressed is great forget it go on zillow you're gonna ruin your life dude i've I've got my eyes on this incredible like frank lloyd wright mid-century modern house in uh, duluth uh minnesota that like i'll i'll never be able to afford i'll never want to move to duluth either but i'm like this is the most perfect house that's ever existed (laughs) Um, anyway, like what you'll notice, uh, including uh, that house in particular, is that the price is going down on it because these interest rates have squeezed people. People can no longer afford the house that they thought they could. Uh, a lot of people are quickly realizing that they're upside down on their mortgages, which means that you owe more on the house than the house is worth. That's a bad situation to be in. Uh, that means that if you, uh, if you, you're going to end up selling at a loss if you sell there. Um, or you can hold on and keep paying too much for a house that you couldn't afford to begin with. 11 from Stranger Things couldn't save you from that upside down. Yes. Excellent cultural reference there, Breno. <laughs> Thank you. Metallica um, was in an episode. Do you guys remember that? Do you remember that? So um, this guy, he picked the absolute white-hot uh, the the most white hot that the housing market had been since like uh, I don't know fucking 2012, a thing that had been on a continuous uh, upward climb, increasing costs, uh, increasing prices, and, and that's the time that he decided to uh, get into this uh, buy low sell high business. It's the worst possible time. Worst <laughs> possible time. Like I, worst possible. My time. my question here is how much money is this guy in the hole for right now? 
I God knows. I mean, look, one one thing that I can relate on like a micro scale is the fact that I uh, I bought a used car during 2020 mm-hmm. for like twenty three thousand dollars, and that thing is worth now like eight grand. Really? And I've it's yeah, it's just what happens. So I'm still paying off what is a twenty grand loan on a car that if I tried to trade in and uh, what kind of negative equity equity do I have? Like, it's just forget it. It's my car. I'm just going to be paying it off until I'm dead. It's just fucking what it is. Um, I had no idea that things would just plummet so rapidly. I, I thought it might take a few years, but I should have known better. I should have just bought a car out of pocket, something shittier than what I got. I recommend everybody do that because Loans are this is what happens when you get loans. Mortgages are a, a huge deal with this because a lot of these are 15, 30 years. Well, I mean, when you're trying to buy a house, like let's say that you, an average person, wants to buy a house, you had a normal job, you're like a normal person, you um, have to put down like a, it's your first time, it's like a 3.5% down payment on a house, which if you run yep. the numbers is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so what you do is you you go and you fucking uh, bare your soul to a uh, a mortgage company and they're like we deign to give you this amount of money but only if it checks all the boxes. You go through the whole rigmarole of like begging and crying and writing a personal letter to somebody selling a house for you know if you can find it for something that's within your price range. And then what they do is they turn around and sell it to somebody who gives them an all cash offer because they are investors who want to buy this low price property and then turn it like rip out uh, all the original character put up the absolute cheapest flooring in it uh, cut uh, as many cut as many corners as fucking possible leave you gray with a, wood floors man yeah, leave you with a fucking ticking time bomb and then sell it for $100,000 more than they paid for it uh, so we've had decades of this shit uh, thanks to uh, you know, HGTV, HGTV, all of these fucking clowns and uh, all of these Johnny come lately is watching TV late at night with their wife thinking maybe this is an investment opportunity for us. Honey. Right. And now we got Chuck Billy, who is not in the big six, even if even from the previous conversation uh, out here flipping houses. So you don't think that he does like the property brothers thing and he go doesn't go in with his sledgehammer and um. They play like rock and riff and Home Depot music in the background while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, I believe that the first house that he bought, like they they put on uh, the, the the Home Depot theme music. He he made one hole in the wall, and then he was like, "All right, you guys do the real work. I'm out of here." <laughs> Just whatever top forty classic rock station is available in the area. That's what was playing on some fucking uh, like three M stereo. Yep. So, I mean, he says that one of the houses that he bought was in Berkeley, which that's like if he bought the cheapest fucking property there, that's what, maybe two million dollars for just an absolute rat hole. Just does Testament pay that well? I don't. It, well, he has to have multiple investors on it with him, you know, Oh man. Partnerships don't sail. I mean, he's got an LLC, so maybe he got a little uh, government assistance when they're handing out uh, checks to small businesses during COVID. We we fucked up so bad, boys. We fucked up so goddamn bad not asking for a PPP loan. PPP. We would have gotten it, and then we could have spent it on, like, I don't well we don't really have any costs but that didn't stop any of the other podcasts from doing the it. The Toyota of Hell Corvette. Like. Yeah. 
it would have just driven around. We would have been, you know, borrowing it from each other and just like doing wheelies around our fucking. I'm sorry, donuts can't really do wheelies in a Corvette. Well, it would have broken. We'd doing. It would have broken up the partnership because we would have to draw straws. Like you know, I get it the first Mondays of the you know week, but uh, Breno gets it for Tuesday and Thursday, and it just would have been a huge thing. Well, that doesn't count because I want it now because I was on vacation. Now I want the Corvette. Yeah, it would have been. It would have led to the end of this podcast, and that's not acceptable. Yeah, right. Which is why we shouldn't have gotten the PP loan. Right, right. Um, I think that uh, I think that fortunately he has the LLC. Uh, he can he can declare bankruptcy with that and protect his own uh, resources. He uh, will. But like you, you fucked up. You fucked up. Ba- you tried to make money in a scummy way, and it blew up in your face specifically, <laughs> and so few others. <laughs> It's like, just let people buy the house to live in. Like, why can't we get back to that ec- economy with these fucking stupid boxes of shit? So, like, just let someone go live there. So, I'm, I'm currently uh, simmy, simmy in the market. And what I've been doing is I've been, uh, you know, asking uh, my realtor to show me all the recent flips and then putting in the absolute fucking bottom lowball offer I can on all of them, <laughs> hoping that right. one of these guys is just desperate enough to, you know, lose this one at a loss. Yeah. Um, we can stop talking about this, but you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm happy that Chuck Billy has found his passion in life. Um, again, we should revisit this one in one year. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, get the boys in the the big sticks to uh, start a um, house flipping LLC with me called Real Estate. Mm. What do you think, uh, Jordo? Is this a good business to get into? I mean, he'll probably come out on top one way or the other, either selling these things or, like you said, <clears throat> bankruptcy or selling shares of his LLC to some other suckers or some sort of Bain Capital investment group. Uh, ultimately, it's frustrating because I would like to live in a house at some point. <laughs> and it's house flippers. It's business house flippers. It's not like one person who inherited grandma's house. And then they're painting the walls and they're going to sell it for a little bit more. I mean, I had to sell my dad's house uh, a year ago and you know all the improvements I made to it? Fuck all. I cleaned it out and sold it and was happy to be done with it. And that, for That's a normal, wants, a normal thing to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this anymore. Someone buy it. And like even we even specifically said to a realtor, like we prefer if like a young family moved in here so that they can build a life and have happy memories in this place that we used to be in. Um, But for me, someone who would like to buy a house, their first house, this stuff prices me out of it. I like just around the corner for me. I look at Zillow, too, when I'm bored. A house was sold in September. It's on the market again now. For almost $200,000 more. And the improvements I made to it, the gray cheap flooring, yep. the gray painted walls, yep. uh, new shiny refrigerator from Best Buy. Yep. And it's going to last some, two like, years. Yes. Yeah. And, and like that's it. And for all of that, improvements that I can't make because you just made them. So I like can't paint the walls the way I want to initially or put in a refrigerator I want or a stove or things like that. We now have these new ish things and it's suddenly a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars more. And you know, why would I buy a little tiny shack of a house that's way out of my range now rather than something that maybe I could have afforded and done my own thing to it over the course of many years. Right. And, uh, 
it just it sucks for a lot of us. If you're listening to this, it sucks for you because <laughs> it's a lot harder for you to buy not even the house that's on sale that's being flipped, but all the ones in the neighborhood because yeah. as soon as one of those sells for a higher price, everyone else's house you is going to go up. You got to look at the comps. You got to look at the comps, Jordan. Um, and that's the thing, like, uh, especially like when, when shit's getting really weird, well, when the market was white hot, like things were selling for too much where they wouldn't appraise for it. <laughs> it's like you, you, we're, we're in a, uh, an economic reality that doesn't make sense that way. But now, now, thankfully, with uh, interest rates continuing to rise and uh, showing no signs of abating, uh, all of these people like that did what they did in your neighborhood where they bought a house, flipped it for the cheapest possible amount of money. Uh, and then uh, put it up for two hundred thousand dollars more. They're in for a hard reality. <laughs> yeah, it's they're, they're not only going to not make that extra money; they're going to be lucky to break even. So lucky, <clears throat> it's going to sit uh, on the market, and it's going to show that ticker on Zillow been on the market for one hundred and thirty-seven days, and it's going to show every time that they've knocked off three thousand dollars from the price, hoping that that's going to be the thing that spurs it. It's not going to happen. You're going to sell at a loss, you bitch, and you deserve it. You deserve it. Probably the worst uh, effect of the whole real estate craze to me is that, like, you got these, like, absolutely, like, mediocre, stupid, just anti-intellectual fucking boomers in Boston, let's say. And then they, like, they, like bought a house for a reasonable price or they just inherited it from their mother. And it's just some shithole fucking shack that's just, like, rotting on the side of any given fucking torn up stupid road in any met- major metro area in Boston. And now all of these fucking people are millionaires like they're just have a net value of a million plus dollars because they can sell these houses for 700 800 900 1.2 million fucking dollars because it has four windows and a door um that's like places like that and it's it it, 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 this shit made a lot of people really rich like it did yeah and it, a lot like of total people, losers are rich now. Total, total losers and uh some of the biggest losers uh the ones that were promising people how to build uh, what it, passive income and selling their courses on house flipping and shit like that. Those are the guys that actually made out okay on this because they sold the, they like they sold the gold panning material. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's literally all about the area. If you aren't in one of those major metro areas or, or, or somewhere that has like an art scene culture for trust fund kids, you're not going to be making it in the house flipping market. Maybe Chuck Billy will because we're talking about the West Coast. And I don't know. It's it's just frustrating because, like Jordan said, I'd, I'd like to live in a house someday. I'd like to stop relying on landlords and paying rent and going by someone else's rules all the time every day of my fucking life. But it's just like, why not? Just rent. Just rent. Fuck up the place. Don't pay back the security deposit. Who cares? Oh, all that, of us. That security deposit is gone, man. <laughs> gone. Fucking dead and gone. So I don't know. Anything else happen, happen to metal music? Um, well, there's a, an exciting new, uh, not even metal <laughs> festival that, uh, that Jordan showed me. I'd like, I think we should take a look at. Okay. First, I want to say that, uh, Dua Lipa, she prefers men with mustaches. Who, who is Dua Lipa? I don't know. Okay. Some pop singer. New, one of the new ones. I, uh, I, I, I can't, can't keep up anymore. I'm, I'm 35. I don't have to. I've earned that right. Yeah. It's like one of those be- beautiful 20-somethings that sings with a baby voice and is very pretty, and so they give her a career. Ah, okay. Um, Jordan. Yes. 
I want you to tell me about being bamboozled. So in the mid to late 2000s, there was a festival in New Jersey, like the Asbury Park area usually, called the Bamboozle, which I always like to bring up because initially when it started, it was called the Great Bamboozle, and it was a hippie jam fest with bands like you know String Cheese Incident and Mo, that sort of thing. But it changed to like modern alt rock emo, mallcore, pop punk type stuff. Mallcore, and it and and it had its little run like along with your Warp tours and sounds from the underground. It was uh, hate it, my job. Ah! Yeah, a chat pile could have played on one of these, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it went away like a lot of those festivals did, just because too expensive. Music moved on, but. I guess for whatever reason, it's coming back. Maybe they want some of that sweet, sweet nostalgia where parents in our 30s and want to relive our youth sort of thing. Which when, is, when we were profitable fest. Yeah. When we were young and when we were new festivals, you might as well try that on the East Coast. So the bamboozle is back and it's not quite hitting the same as like a when we were young fest. There were some bands on there that would fit, but it's kind of... Uh, they're slowly dripping out uh, the lineup and it's uh, a lot of huh or how about that or I have no idea who this is and we have the lineup here at least what's come out so far and I'm fairly confident in saying one of the best bands on this is E-Town Concrete that's that's harsh dude <laughs> we, we did a good uh, 45 minutes on E-Town Concrete uh, a couple of months back uh, if you want to get a refresher on that um it's not high praise, let's say that. So I'll run through this list, and like I said, there's bands on here I've never heard of because we're old, but here we go anyway. The Rex. Wait, Titty what? Swims. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, what was that? The Rex. The Rex. W-R-E-C-K-S. Do you know who that is, Bruno? Vaguely? I've never heard of this in my life. The Rex? The Rex. I've heard of the Rex. I just don't, you know, know any songs or albums by the Rex. Okay. All right. Well, we're off to a strong start. Yeah. Uh, name three songs, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Puddles Pity Party. That's not, that's not real. Isn't it the clown comedy weird thing that was on like America's Got Talent? Oh, Clowncore. God. Know. Something called Teddy Swims. Mm. Tala which I think is like a new metal revival band. Oh, I'll great. let you know when I've heard of one of these. <laughs> Sweco. That's no. not, no. Scowl. No. That one sounds more familiar. I know isn't what a like Scowl a, is. Isn't that like a Phil Anselmo band? Yeah. Scour. No, oh. no, 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 that's Scour. <laughs> oh. Scowl is when you're like, grumpy fake, which is a great name for a stupid band. Yeah, sorry, I had no idea. Left to Suffer. Mm-hmm. Isn't that one of the big six guys? No. Sure. <laughs> Kaunashi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all white guys, too, I bet. Gideon. Uh, that Isn't sounds... that a Christian metalcore band? That, yeah, that sounds real familiar there. I'm one of those, like, opening up for a Sleeping Giant or Christian metalcore tour. I think that's who that is. Yeah. Uh, Diablo. Uh, unfortunately, not Danny Diablo. No, oh, then I don't know who that is. Babytron? Come on, man. 
We the Kings. I have heard of We the King. Yeah, there is side project of Kingsman. Sure. Yeah. Valencia. I've heard of Valencia. I've heard of Valencia. Delicious oranges. Yeah. The spill canvas. All right, that one's that one's familiar. I guess that was contemporary from when I was in college or whatever, but definitely never listened to him. Oh, say man. anything. Well, I, say anything. Yeah. I uh, I liked uh, that first say anything album when I was in high school. Say it was ten. Wow. Yeah, Blast yeah, from the fucking past, there, man. Right. Are you so? Are you going from from bottom to top? Are we starting to get to some headliners now? Yeah, we're starting to get to some bands you've heard of. Fantastic. Like say anything or say it was ten. Mayday Parade. Uh, again, Actually, that, that one was really no. popular, but I don't think I've ever heard anything they've ever done. Yeah. I think a lot of these came out like as we were like getting out of high school and college. So there was uh, less uh, exposure. Makes sense. Jax? No idea. Well, I only know the Mortal Kombat Jax. Mm-hmm. I know a basement Jax. Finch? Oh. Finch, yeah. Was Were they the... Fuck. Uh, what it is to burn was their song. I was going to say we were meant to live for so much more. <laughs> close. That, that was Switchfoot. Yeah, it is close. <laughs> Eat down concrete. Yeah, I hope that they uh, they watch themselves on this and don't uh, drop too many racial slurs. Boys like girls. That's a, another name that I think I never listened to because I hated the band name. Young Gravy. Not real. Steve Aoki. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Steve Aoki. Uh, the Benihana Scion. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but he, he might die in space. <laughs> Are they sending him up on one of those Amazon rockets? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, looking forward to that. That'll be really funny. <laughs> Did yeah, you like, see after William Shatner went on one of those and they asked him how it was and he was just completely beside himself with grief and depression? That's so fucking funny. Like, just seeing, having a man completely have his spirit ripped out of his own asshole. <laughs> it's just like, it wasn't like it was beautiful. It was like, uh, we are nothing. We are, al- <laughs> we are alone in an uncaring universe. It's like, most people have this realization when they're like 20, you're 90. <laughs> Dude, I like, feel that way when I'm on Southwest. You don't yeah. need to go that high. For real. For real. You don't need to go that high. Rick Ross. All right, that's so, that, that's we're on a, a different date now. That's the first one that I think I'm like, yeah, I would actually like to see. <laughs> Did you know he is on AEW now? Uh, what does he do with AEW? Because as I recall, he's had a lot of health problems over the years. So he is doing. He's kind of like a spokesman for uh, one of the wrestlers, Swerve Strickland, and I think they're trying to make some sort of rap hip hop mogul. Faction because there's not enough factions in AEW. And just like a week ago, he uh, had a live mic in ring and referred to another wrestler, Keith Lee, as, and this is, like I said, live on TV, you're a big motherfucker. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, was I, it accurate? I want to go back to what you said, Joe. I just want to make it very clear that every single name on the AEW bracket has had multiple health problems over the last few years. <laughs> So get that out of the way first. All right. So Rick Ross belongs there. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> sure. Lead, huh? Man, their dance card is fucking full lately. Yeah. You remember when they uh, quietly canceled their big U.S. tour last year and then a European tour and never gave a reason why? It was just vague health reasons. Yeah. Remember when everybody remembered Limp Biscuit? And, like, weren't they recently, like, tweeting at Elon Musk? 
Oh no, yeah, that's... good way or a bad way? Well, if you're tweeting that, um, it's kind of uh, anyway. Yeah, it's but pathetic, uh, and, it's a and, pathetic uh, move. <laughs> yeah, and I think Fred Dares tweeted recently something like uh, complaining about the government, but like a uh, in a I know what's up conspiracy sort of way. There was never any follow up, but it was like, uh, I hope you don't go down this road. That it sounds like you're going down. I hope that Tesla and, stock and crypto frees us from the federal mint. And they they just released a couple days ago a few more bands. I'll run through these quickly because meh. Freddy Dread. I don't know. Poor, I don't know. Poor Stacy. I don't know. Poor Stacy. I, I set my I set my friends on fire. Oh boy, that I've heard of. Yeah, which is stupid. Kill boy. Okay. All right. Shallow pools. I prefer drowning pools. Attila. Oh Attila. man. Attila. <laughs> Carnifex. Of course. Obviously. Defend Kane death Hill. metal gun shorts. I'm sorry, who was it? Kane Hill. Kane Hill, okay. Another one of those new metal revival bands. Something called Black Bear, something called Elise. Hollywood Undead. Oh that's the dark side of the revival of all this shit. <laughs> and saves the day performing in reverie in full. Ugh. Ugh. Let's go. Let's go. This is what we should get our PPP loan for. Saves the day is one well, this, this, is take, this is taking place in Atlantic City, so no, I don't want to go, even if there are bands on this that I liked. I've never been to Atlantic City. What's, uh, what's it like, Jordan? Well, you know how you hate Las Vegas? Yes. Put that in New Jersey and then make it about 50% dirtier and yeah. scummier. I mean, that actually sounds more appealing. I think what I find so distasteful about Las Vegas is it's like a very corporate, very Disney-fied place for people to go be generalized pieces of shit. It's I mean, like they've, the, they've, they've sort of done that because Atlantic City bottomed out, especially after Hurricane Sandy. Um, but at least with Atlantic City, you can also not go into the water because of like medical waste problems and pollution. Oh, so nice. It's like if you put uh, casinos in Galveston. <laughs> um, cool. Well, maybe one day. I mean, I, I feel like uh, I feel like this is multiple days, right? Like this is all happening over like three days, like a weekend sort of thing. Yeah, I think May 5th to the 7th they're planning on. I feel like Steve Aoki is one of those names that are like, oh, the kids are into it, but the kids haven't been into it for like 13 years. Oh, no, dude. Like he's so <laughs> his his audience is uh, older than I am. Yeah, uh, I, I saw just... I saw a fantastic again. I don't know why I have so much Steve Aoki content like exposed on my timeline or whatever, but I saw a fucking fantastic video uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, in which Steve Aoki launched a birthday cake into the crowd and just completely slammed it in the face of a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> I saw that video too. <laughs> uh, and all the people uh, in the comments were like, no dog, you're not a clear, you're not a Steve Aoki head. He cakes people at his audiences all the time. That kid loved it. <laughs> so I don't know. It looks like it got him pretty fucking hard. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like something that would be in Impractical Jokers or Jackass <laughs> or something like that. Dude, that cake, it was, it was, it was a hard hit. It that, was like, it got some air on it. it. It was not a little Duncan Hines cake. This was a big-ass no. fucking cake. <laughs> no. This kid got it in the head and the neck and everything. It was, it was bad. Um, 
Yeah, well, that's I guess that's just the risk you take when you just, you know, fire confectionaries into the, you know, a crowd of random people. I guess so. One of them might be in a wheelchair. Like imagine if um back when Odorous Sarongris was alive, he just sprayed cum all over someone in a wheelchair, you know? Like, I mean, I know for a fact he did. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've seen that in person. <laughs> he like <laughs> singled it out to make it. Sure, almost certainly, yes. <laughs> and it's okay, everyone loved it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what do you, what do you think? Are we gonna go? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Seosin. <laughs> the, the first person to say those words in 15 years. Oh man, I can't wait for Seosin. Man, I knew a couple of people with like Seosin beetle tattoos back in the day too. I wonder what yeah, they're doing the now. Beetle album. Shit. Well, I wonder what they're up to nowadays. <laughs> Drugs. They're buying tickets for Bamboozle. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, it's one of those deals where if you get a band tattoo, you get in for free. You ought to. you go uh, to see them. You ought to. And now's their, ch- now's their one chance 15 years later to actually use it. You earned I it. can't wait for things to go wrong uh, logistically in terms of just like ticket prices or whatever for this tour. And I can't wait to see the headlines. I just can't I wait. Can't That's wait my prediction. The, I can't wait for the mob to start strong arming these emo bands. Oh my God! Fans, fans who bought tickets to Bamboozle Tour are feeling well. Dot dot dot. Some are calling it the worst concert ever. Um, does the is the mob still active in, in Atlantic City, or is it just a couple of guys who are like trying to extort the Starbucks there? The mob is no, still, still active. active. The mob is still active in like my local pizza joint. It's just everywhere, man. Hmm. Everything's a laundering scheme. You can tell. You can tell when something's a, a, like a laundering front uh, by the quality of the service you get. Interesting. In my, or if it's a hookah lounge in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you're just like, okay. All I, right. I would have figured the hookah lounge wouldn't be like an Italian mob thing. That might be like an Armenian mob thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't have to be Italian. No, it's okay. any sort of mob. It's Yakuza. I feel here we got like the cartels, but uh, I, I don't think there's any kind of uh, other mob influence. Could be wrong. Uh, if you know car, about like, if you know about organized crime in your area, call in. Let us know about it. I feel like the mob has rules. Like people are allowed to smile in the mob. The cartel's a little different. It seems like a pretty joyless thing to be involved with. Except it's like you, really, you do get to wear very pointy cowboy boots, and I do like that. That makes me smile. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll give we'll give them that. Uh, well, uh, what do you think, folks? Is there anything uh, you want to add to this one before we uh, we get on out of here? What's everybody? Did everybody share their resolutions? Oh, shit. Do you have resolutions? Who, me? Yeah. No, I just want to know what your guys were. Uh, I haven't really given them a lot of thought. I quit smoking in uh, 2020, what, what last, whatever last year was. That was good. <laughs> Apparently, it went really well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm proud of that. So, no more vaping, none of that. Yeah, no. That, and I got to tell you, like... Uh, quitting cigarette smoking, easy as pie. Quitting vaping, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Rough. Because <laughs> that's nicotine times 20. And, and like. I'm just like sucking it in my face 24 fucking 7. So like, it's like almost six months later and I'm still like craving. <laughs> uh, don't, don't vape, kids. It's really bad for you. I've thought of a few in the seconds we've been talking. Jordan, what, do you, what is your resolution? What are you going to do this year? Um... Try to eat less sugar. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that's doable, not just 
lose weight just because yeah. it's always going to be hard and you're you're setting yourself up for failure just yeah. you know maybe a little less ice cream a little less cookies i think that's doable just avoid the treats so much i feel like i've had a resolution like that so many years and i'm not really like getting to the foundations of the problem which is just me like it's not my it's not my diet it's my skull it's the goo in my head fucking me up um yeah i I think one of the big ones i talked about my wife was just like i i gotta take stuff a lot less seriously like i gotta stop catastrophizing everything um and, and and more than anything i just need to go out more i need to go back to shows i need to go back to bars um like i had a really good time just hanging out with i managed to get one buddy out last night just one and we went bar hopping and it was fucking great. I haven't done that in a very long time. And that's something that's been available to me um, for years now. Like the pandemic, like things opened up yes. probably majorly in like 2021. Yes. And now we're even two years from that. And it's like, man, I just got to let go. Like, I just got to stop being, um, of course, because I get fucking sick just going to work anyway. Yeah, you you really have had a a rough go of it with that. And and it's just work. Every time I caught it, it was from some dumb motherfucker at work who didn't call out. And it's just like, dude, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna get it anyway, I might as well go experience life outside of this, like the hamster wheel of misery, where it's just like house, work, house, work, house, work, car, work, car. Just, yeah, I, my resolution is to fucking go out more, go to shows, go shopping, go to bars, look at people in the face, just uh, kind of break out of the bubble. That's it. Nice. Uh, my resolution is uh, hit a 400-pound squat. With your mm. car? <laughs> With my legs. Why? Uh, because I'm... Why do you need that much weight to be squatted? Uh, because I re- I'm, like, on the tail end of having uh, any excess testosterone in my system, and I want to make the most of it, I guess. <laughs> I, you know, God bless you. Good luck, man. Go, go absolutely ape shit and just rip, you know, it's all in your head. Just do it t- tomorrow. Yeah. Go get 400 on a rack. Do it tomorrow. Uh, but that's what we'll do. Uh, Folds your body in half like a fucking yeah. and torn up frisbee. 2024, my resolution is to rehab my shredded tendons. <laughs> I'm hoping to learn how to walk again. <laughs> You're going to have like your mouth on your balls just screaming help. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, share your resolutions below in the show. Uh, when this episode goes live, I will be in the middle of a state uh, exam that determines my future. So uh, good vibes are appreciated. Uh, and I suppose we'll see you next time, fellas. Yeah, or in the middle of the war, depending on how this is going. So true. Um, we'll see you there, boys. Keep it metal, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see you next week. Okay. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.